Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Jack Paxton. He helps companies scale using paid ads, Facebook, Instagram, Google, and so on. Over the over the last eight years, he started a, a top growth company, um, accumulated 150 million plus in profitable ad spend, and he's worked with small startups to large brands, managing spends of $100 a day to $100,000 a day. Um, kindred spirits there, Jack. Um, after identifying the power of virality and um, or virility, um, sharing it and, and incentivization, uh, he then co-founded Viper, a viral marketing tool that lets marketers run the most viral contests, giveaways, and rewards programs. And he also has another, another latest project, um, Hiax, um, a design-focused funnel and course builder. Um, Jack, thanks or Jack, thanks for being on the show again. I think this is the third time now. Yeah. Something like that, Sean. Thanks for having me and uh, keep inviting me back. I <laughs> uh, love your product. And I think the first time we talked about it, we were talking about viral marketing and influencer marketing. I think the second yeah. time we chatted, it was um, about listening to your customers. Mm -hmm. um, yet again, always a great thing for companies to do that. Um, and a lot of them don't. <laughs> they just sell yeah. <laughs> and push, push, push. Um, we know that in the advertising world. Um, we've seen that a lot. But um it's been over a year since we've um, we've last recorded the last episode talking about um, influencer marketing. I think uh, more so the customer service aspect of listening to customers. Mm -hmm. um, but what's kind of new um, in this latest version of Viper? What lessons kind of you've learned and what new things have kind of come out in Viper that you want to share with um, the Converge Coffee community? Yeah. So, you know, we, we bootstrapped Viper from the very beginning. Um, you know, it's been around for three years now um so it's definitely matured a lot since our first kind of like beta version that got put up on product hunt and so over the years we've definitely found you know trends amongst customers and that sort of thing and obviously our customer base has grown a lot we've seen a lot of different brands come through and how they're using the tool and what's working and what's not for them uh, so the main thing is really focusing more on the uh, the share, tagging friends and engagement aspect because people are, you know, eight to ten times more likely to trust a referral or a recommendation from a friend, family or coworker than they are to trust an ad from a brand because nobody likes that, you know, ego-driven guy shouting about their own product saying they're the best. Um, so we're really finding that tapping into referral marketing, uh, incentivizing shares, incentivizing people to tag people on social posts, and that sort of thing has worked really well. So in Viper 2.0, um, we kind of like did a rehaul. So we got rid of a lot of the stuff that wasn't working and stuff was really clunky. We made everything like visual builders, super easy to build and create campaigns, and really changed the way that the, the setup process went. And then we also focused a lot more on the core aspect of referral marketing um, and incentivization and gamification. Those three things are really important with any program that you set up because, as you were saying, it's really expensive to pay for every single customer that comes and visits your website or everything, every single visitor who comes and visits your website. Uh, the brands who are doing really well in today's age are the guys who have advocates, referrals, um, they have social um, earned impressions. So the difference between earned impressions and paid impressions are really important for advertisers to understand now and how valuable those earned impressions are, uh, not to mention the social validation. So we really made Viper a lot more streamlined. We allowed for much more uh, sort of campaign types. So we made the, uh, the product more of like a building block. So we give you all the tools to build whatever you want. 
And um, all of those uh, building blocks consist of, you know, virality, referral, incentivization, gamification, and you can adjust your campaigns and include what you want and not and remove what you want. Um, so we really made it a lot more streamlined in that aspect. So we didn't have like separate tools for everything. We had like one tool that was like able to be versatile in whatever type of campaign you wanted to run, whether it was like giveaways, leaderboards, waiting lists, referral programs, loyalty programs, ambassador programs. You can run all those sorts of things with the one framework and then you're just changing out the different aspects of each campaign to suit suit what campaign you're trying to run. No, I loved it. And I know that we're going to, I'm going to use it for the current company I'm at. So I, it was an easy, it was a super easy setup process. I loved it. It was, nice. I, I knew, underst- I understood everything in like 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, I can make this. And then there were some courses and some design work. So everybody check out Viper too on that kind of stuff. So there's really cool stuff out there. But, um, you know, if you're talking to people about um, viral contests and influencer marketing and that kind of stuff, you know, how do you how do you how did you get the, to focus down on one product doing multiple things, especially um, when people want to build brands with referrals, giveaways, and rewards programs? How did you um, come down to one product doing all of it rather than multiple products? Because everybody's going to say, "Well, how, this might work better. This might work better. Why choose one thing?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, essentially, all those things you just mentioned—they're not actually that the goal of those aren't actually any different. So the goal of all of those is to generate new customers or leads via referral marketing. So they all have the same end goal. They're trying to generate, grow your email list or trying to grow your revenue. So being able to make a tool that is adjustable to those is the matter of adding or removing functionality uh, of how a campaign works. And it also revolves around the messaging. So how are you structuring this campaign? What messaging are you setting? And this comes into why we have such flexible reward types. So the main thing that changes between a giveaway, a reward program, an ambassador program is how you incentivize and reward people. So that's why we allow, um, you know, random winners, placement winners. Uh, We also allow redemptions. So you spend points like dollars. Uh, you can also do tiers like airlines and that sort of stuff. So you can have different classes of people that uh, different classes of people make it into. And then you also have the, the old school uh, milestone point rewards. So the idea here is that you take, you know, your, your first page, which is your landing page. And that's important in selling the idea of them getting awarded for doing something. And then on the thank you page, that's where you structure what incentive you're giving them and what they need to do to get that incentive. And no matter if you're running a giveaway, a leaderboard, a waiting list, or a referral program, that concept is still consistent throughout all of those program types. You're offering some sort of incentive for someone to go and do something. And then you're just changing what people need to do and you're changing what you're giving them as a reward. I like that. Um, You kind of backtracked and you looked at the goal rather than the functions of things. Mm. Uh, it, and I and I have a question about that because like it's been it's been three years now. Um, you've gone past the terrible twos. Now you're into the threes. Um, you know, if you have any any suggestions with people, you know, starting out a company even in their first three years, um, and especially about their marketing of it, is I know it. You you said it very simply, like everything you know, rewards programs, giveaways, viral content, anything like that has has one goal. But there's a there's been a lot of effort and a lot of thinking to get there. 
Um, is there any advice that you would give to, you know, companies like this, um, startups, small, whatever business, if they're trying to do a new line with their marketing, mm -hmm. is there any advice that you can give them um, to kind of simplify their message? Because I know you guys are doing some kick-ass stuff, so I can say kick-ass because it's G-rated on podcast. <laughs> so, but what's the, what's the, uh, what's the, any suggestions that you would give? Yeah, so if you're starting out, you really want to understand your customer for one. So understanding your customer will open up a lot of things for you. Understanding that your customer will allow you to identify which platforms you should be focusing on. So if you have a product that's featured for over 35, you're going to want to focus on Facebook. If you're looking at someone between like, you know, 20 and 35, you're going to be looking at Instagram. If you're looking at like under 20, you're looking at like TikTok and that sort of stuff. So one understanding customer allows you to play in the right, on the right field. And then as you start understanding more about your customer, you'll find out what products they want, what products they don't want, what information they want, what information they don't want. And you'll be able to start crafting your marketing messaging and offering products that your target customer actually wants. Because a lot of companies look at it the wrong way around. They create something and then say, you should want this. As opposed to thinking about like, okay, who am I going after? What do they like? What do they dislike? How can I make their life easier? What's the value I can provide them? What's the benefit of my product on their life? Now, once you have that, all you need to do is show them the product, show them how it's going to improve their life, and then give them a buy button. Now, essentially, it's a lot more complex than that, but really, you just want to have the right product to the right market, and then you want to try and scale that. And where we come in is we, got, we obviously do the scaling part because you want to get your product out in front of as many people as possible, get them introduced to your brand, and then your remarketing kicks in, and you are able to convert all of that audience. Now, the main thing that a lot of other starting companies don't do is they do not do enough remarketing. So people are worried about messaging people too much. People are worried about serving too many ads. If your ads and your emails are good, people want to receive them. People don't want to receive shitty ads. I'm sorry, bad ads or bad uh, <laughs> bad ads or bad um, emails. So if you are providing quality and value, your people want to hear from you. The other thing is it's really about quality over quantity. Um, if you're going to just put out, you know, mediocre stuff on social, on email, uh, in terms of your product, you can't expect people to go and then talk about your product, talk about your content, talk about your emails to their friends, family, coworkers. And the main thing now is every market is so saturated you really need those advocates to be out there like recommending your brand and service to other people to start growing it because we don't really live in a world anymore where you can pay like customer by customer, like website visitor by website visitor, unless you have a huge amount of money and you maybe go down the funding route. But then again, there's, you know, a whole bunch of issues with the funding route as well. I like, I mean, I like that you put it that very eloquently of just being simplifying it, but yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, burning candle at both ends um a lot of thought going into it um can you kind of share a story with about a client that um they, they landed on viper and you used the right messaging to um for them to use your product and then the other thing is, is when they use your product how did they use their messaging to um convince their customers about what they're what they're trying to service and what pain points they're trying to um to help or to help others yeah, so an example for Viper is we found out that the the thing that people get the most excited about is when they, so they can see how many different things they can incentivize people with. 
So when people come into Viper and they can see like, oh, I can reward people for liking my page, leaving a review, uploading a video, sharing my content, reading my blog. When they see all of it, those different things that you can incentivize, that's when they have that aha moment about like, oh, I can use this. And so the way that we really wanted to sell this is um, we would find, for example, people in the music industry and tell them about our Spotify integrations. And so that way you're showing the right messaging to the right person and it's really interesting to them. And then the reason that it works so well in music, for example, is you can create really good rewards and really great prizes because when you have a demand um, and a small supply, you're going to have a lot of viral effect. So, for example, when you have an artist who's famous and has very limited time and limited access, if you offer a 30-minute meet and greet with that artist at their next show and you're going to fly that person out to the show and give them VIP tickets, that's going to cost the brand in this example, it costs them you know, a few hundred dollars, but they had tens of thousands of people wanting this prize. So really thinking about like your customer again is like what, what motivates them? What do they like? What do they dislike? You know, where do they hang out? What do they buy? What services do they use? Think about how you can craft some incentive that is really aligned with what they want. So that's an example of how we kind of approached a client and showed them what they wanted to see and showed them what they wanted, which was the Spotify integration and all the different ways that they could get more followers, uh, listeners, and playlist subscribers. And then we showed them how they could then use the tool to then engage with all of their artist uh, followers. So, you know, that's an example of how with that in the music space, the, the e-commerce example, which is like one of our main demographics now, is, you know, having that Shopify integration. And as soon as you show them that you have the revenue in Viper and the leads in Viper, and you can see how much value you're providing them, they get that aha moment. They're like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah, that was one thing I forgot to mention was the integration portion that you added in there. Um, that, that was awesome too. I think you, what you've done is built a really great product from end to end um, and still improving because I think before you were, you were, you were trying to figure it out, but it was mainly listening to the customers. And that's been kind of your staple, your foundation point of every time that we've, we've been chatting is listening to the customers. So um, we're going to do a little bit of different about, about you, Jack. Um, I know that we talked in the past of why you do Viper and we basically know, I mean, you love helping people um, with their contests and, and understanding and, and becoming viral. I mean, you're an advertiser, so um, it's, in, it's in the genes of helping people get their stuff seen. Um, and I know that you're, you, um, you, we've mentioned in your, your bio about, um, Hayaks. And um, I want to know, I think the, the listeners want to know more, a little bit more about that, and how that kind of integrates into uh, into Viper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Hayaks came about because, um, you know, we had a lot of people that were constantly complaining about um, click funnels, uh, page builders, that sort of thing. Uh, also complaining about um, course builders. So we have a lot of entrepreneurs in our, in our community. And so, you know, we're starting to get a lot of this feedback, a lot of these pain points, that sort of thing. And, you know, we identified that, you know, we want, we were wondering why there's not a, a better paid uh, funnel builder. And now there obviously are a lot of funnel builders now because a lot of people caught on to this after ClickFunnels. Um, but what we wanted to really do is, is help the creators and 
you know, one, generate and build an audience, two, deliver that product, and three, monetize it as much as possible. So that's how we came up with the idea to do Hayaks, which has been in development for the last, you know, six or so months. And it's essentially allowing people to uh, build a sales funnel instead of just a landing page. And then it also allows them to deliver that product however they want very uniquely because all of these other options are very rigid uh, there's not much customization and we were listening to our customers a lot and finding that they didn't have any customization, they didn't have the design or they couldn't deliver like, you know, for example, an upsell halfway through their chapter two in their course. Um, so there's a lot of options in there that, uh, they weren't able to do. So we really looked into this and we were like, okay, well, funnel builders are interesting because you can use it for a number of things. It's, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, e-commerce funnel builders already but nobody's really building funnel builders for courses just yet. And so we started out building that funnel uh, funnel builder and then we thought, okay, well, let's be able to do digital and physical products. And to prove the MVP, we're going to start with digital products because that's easier and requires less development integration with you know, WooCommerce and Shopify and that sort of stuff. So it's really about getting that minimum viable product, getting people in, seeing what they like and what they don't like, and then adjusting your tool. Like, to be honest, it took us, you know, at least a year or two at Vipart to try and, you know, find product market fit. I don't think it really came until we started, you know, until we learned from a lot of failure and it took a long time. So, you know, just kind of like building something that you see an opportunity in and then getting feedback, getting people using it. And they'll tell you if it sucks or not, <laughs> they'll be pretty, uh, they'll be pretty upfront and honest about it. Um, so, and it does take some time. Like if you're building software, if you're just getting started with a product or a brand, you know, I think too many people expect it to happen straight away, but it's all about consistency and persistence. Um, you know, it takes a long time. So, you know, ideally we built Hyax to actually just service a need that we saw. Um, it's kind of snowballed a little bit into something a little bit bigger. Um, in terms of how it integrates with Viper, it's going to be a separate product. Um, and it's going to be a separate brand. It's going to have its own sort of like marketing, have its own content, that sort of stuff, because it's going to be more focused towards the, uh, the creators um, and, and less towards the marketer. Uh, even though I'm sure marketers will use it because, you know, not every creator wants to do marketing. So I would say they're going to be separate, but that's kind of how we came up with that idea and what the idea of creating it was um, and just allowing people to create better funnels to sell their products, whether it's digital or physical, and allow them to do much more customization on that. Um, and, you know, now that, uh, you know, the biggest complaint that we have is like page speed and that sort of thing from all these other competitors, uh, you know, I think releasing something that's a little bit more up-to-date um, where it's got page speed, design, simplicity, and usability all, all front of mind. I think there's a huge opportunity there. So, you know, we're going to launch that probably early, early 2020. So we'll see how that goes and we can do another interview and follow up if whether it was successful or not. <laughs> well, that'd be awesome. I mean, whether it's successful or not, I mean, it's still, it's still a learning lesson. We're, we don't, we don't know everything. We just know enough to ask people questions and to try to figure it out. We've got a mission towards something. So it's just enough. Mm. To um, so on that note, We'll do another interview. So you hear on this episode, we're going to do a fourth one um, about Hyax. But um, Jack, thanks for being on um, again, talking about Viper, where it is now, where you have grown up and you're, 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 you have figured out something that is, is really cool and um, might have a case study from, from the company that I'm with now. Nice. Um, see it. Exactly. And um, we'll do a follow-up interview with Hyax and it's been all good. So, 
thanks, Jack, for being on the show. No, thank you so much for having me, Sean, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Sounds good. And to all the Converge coffee drinkers out there, check out Viper and Hayax, and um, have a good one. That's a wrap. 